Welcome to the Wonder Woman Club podcast. We bring you conversations that will inspire, empower, and educate you to thrive both in business and in life. My name is Vash Naidu, and I'm your host, an intuitive fempreneur coach and the founder of the Wonder Woman Club, a global community of phenomenal women doing phenomenal things in the world. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Wonder Woman Club podcast. Today, we have a wonderful guest, Kalina Powell. And Kalina is an inspiration to so many. She is an advocate for deaf people. And this is down to her own personal experience. And Kalina, we are so thrilled to have you with us today. And I'd love for you to tell us how your journey started and how this all happened for you. Um, it all happened to me um, because I became deaf at the age of four. And while I was growing up, I had nobody to look up to because it's very rare to see someone that is deaf or hard of hearing in the hearing world. So it's very rare to see them. Uh, the reason how I got all this started was because I was actually working at a big theme park and um, my ears were showing and my hair was like a big giant ponytail. And a little boy came up to me and he's like, hi, miss. And I'm like, hey, you're lost. And he's like, no, I just wanted to say I have a hearing aid too. And I'm like, no way. And um, and his mom came up to me and she said, oh my God, you literally just changed my little son's um, mindset. Cause I always tell him there's always gonna be someone who's gonna be like him in the, in the hearing community. And she never once met someone that was deaf. It was pretty cool. And we had a conversation and she said, Selena, you're going to make a change in this world just so you know, because you made that little, little thing to my son here, it's just going to change the world. And I was like, oh, so right there, I knew I wanted to become a deaf advocate and actually teach the hearing community that there are also people who have a disability and who are deaf and the hearing world and also teach um, the deaf community how to advocate for themselves in the hearing community. So yeah, and that's how it all started. That's amazing. So obviously starting off very young at the age of four, can you remember a time when you did hear or, or was it, is it just completely because it was such a young, uh, at, at such a young age, you don't have a, uh, a memory of that? Um, I had a little bit of memory of it. I remember I came home from daycare and I was watching TV actually and my mom was calling me so many times and I did not hear my mom. And she tapped on my shoulder. I literally dropped, like, I was like, oh my God, like, someone scared me. And so my mom was like, oh, like, I was calling you. Did you not hear me? And I said, no, I didn't. And my mom thought I was joking. And I was like, no, 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 I can't hear it. So she called my grandmother, who is actually a nurse. And so my grandma was like, okay, this is weird. And so um, my grandmother rushed home from work. And so she did a little bit of testing with me, and I still couldn't hear it. And the next day we went to the family doctor, they said my ear dropped. So I became deaf in one day from daycare. Wow. That's, that's ridiculous. Like to think like, it's just so quick instantaneously that happened. And your mom was so, so quick to act on it as opposed to just thinking you were a kid, just not listening to her. Um, so that's amazing. And having a grandmother who's a nurse is really a bonus. Um, that's for sure. Um, yeah. So so during your life growing up and and you know coming to terms with being 
hard of hearing and coming to terms with how your life has to change. What adversities and challenges did you face um, you know, that were prominent to you? Because I think there's people out there that need to hear these stories to know that they can get through it too. Yes, um, I would say the number one is getting through bullying while growing up. I feel like that is the number one thing I had to face the most all my life. Um, and the second thing is education, because a lot of education slap a lot of support for the disability community and especially a disability student. There's so many slack information on that. I had to learn to advocate for myself a lot of time in school, especially with my family's support because they were just, thought I was just a disability, I couldn't do it. And um, so that was a hundred percent a challenge throughout my whole entire life. I'm only 23. So I know what it's like for a younger generation to go through. Um, the third thing is, is dating, dating in the hearing community. And I know a lot of people be like, how do you date in the hearing community? Like, isn't it hard? <laughs> it is hard, but you just have to have that confidence and come out of your shell because, I mean, who knows? One day you meet the love of your life and you end up, you know, it's just, you just never know. And uh, the first thing is, um, being able to communicate with the hearing community. I think that is definitely another struggle that I had to face a lot of times. There's like so many challenges, um, you know, just in all that you've mentioned. And I just want to touch on each of these in a little bit more detail. You know, you mentioned bullying and bullying just in general is really tough. Um, so I want to ask you about a time that you can recall being bullied and how you how you change that situation for yourself, um, you know, and, and it, it's, it's really tough for people to get through something like that. And I think hearing how you might have tr transpired through that situation and overcome it is super important. Yes, it's very important. Uh, for me, I overcome it. I will start with high school. High school is the number one bully spot that everybody always talks about. Um, bullying will always be there. It will always be there. I always tell people it's always going to be that at the end of the day. Um, for me, I remember I was in grade nine and I was bullied a lot of times. Someone was like talking about me because I'm deaf. And they thought, you know, I was dumb and I can't do anything. And um, I think that one time I went up to the person that was bullying me. And I said, what is your problem? And she's like, oh, did she just came up to me? <laughs> so then I, I'm, and I was like, yeah, I did came up to you, duh. And then she was just like, oh, you think you're all that, right? And I literally just kind of give her like a warning, basically. And I was just like, listen, just because I'm deaf, does not mean I can't speak? And does not yeah. mean I just died? Does not mean, I did like a whole bunch of speech to her and she was like speechless because she didn't think that I speak super well, I keep like talk and I should put her down myself. And I think I think you just have to come out with your child a lot of time and go and face your bullies a lot of time because if you don't face a bully, it's gonna keep going again and again and again. And the only way you can make that change is if you actually put yourself out there in front of the bully and to make a stop happening. Sometimes bully, you and the bully may not be on good terms, but at the end of the day, at least you guys came to solve the problem. And, um, but again, it's super hard because it's high school. So high school is not always the easiest way, but for me, that was the only one experience I had. I feel like because she was the number one bully in the school, and I guess because I spoke up and everybody else was like, oh my God, like, you know, she's a deaf girl and she actually went up 
yeah, it was just kind of funny, but that's how I solved my bullying problem. But for other people, I know a lot of people put on them back. I know a lot of people just ignore the bully, but a lot of times you can't always pick on them or ignore the bully because that's not work. A lot of times you just have to have the conference and just go up to them and talk to them. It's amazing that you had the courage to do that because I think sometimes we can have the consistent bullying and we can get to a point where we just get, oh, you know what, like I've reached my limit and then we're like, okay, I'm done with this, right? Um, so with someone who hasn't gotten there and doesn't have the courage to speak up to their bully and who is possibly afraid as well, because it's that sense of, well, what if I speak up to them? What if they beat me up? What if people laugh at me? What if people say things? What if social media is going to go nothing? Someone records yeah. it. And then I'm like, you know, like for all the wrong reasons. So how, like, what advice would you give them in dealing with their bullies and having the courage to deal with it? I would say, I would say if you can ignore the bully, go ahead. Have a bit. It just keeps coming and coming and keep going and you feel like, okay, this is good news thing. Like this is getting out of control. You definitely need to report it. And uh, let's say if the principal doesn't work or the teacher doesn't work, you need to try your best at all costs, try to avoid at all costs. Cause I know I have a friend that she, oh my gosh, she bullied at first school, it was so bad. And I told her, do I need to go to the school myself and face the bully? Because mm -hmm. she knows I have that confidence. I would go up to anybody and be like, are you dumb? What are you doing? And mm -hmm. so I feel like if you have the really good support of friends, stick with them. And, um, you know, if you feel like if you, I mean, even too, if you can find out where the bully is going or during lunch or during, um, what they call it, um, spare time or break time, if you know what the bully is going to stay away from that location, I know a lot about study on bullies a lot of times. So if you can yeah. study the bully just like that, you can you can get away like that. But also too, just keep in mind that it will always come back to the bully at the end of the day. So if you if the bully is bullying you and you ignore it, great. But just remember, the bully knows that they are bullying you too. Yeah. And they do that on purpose sometimes to see if you will get reaction out of it, right? A lot of times people do these things just to get the reaction out of you. So yeah, so that is my advice. That's amazing. And yeah, thank you for, 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 for listing all that out because sometimes, you know, we, we want to have the courage and we want to say things, but also sometimes we're not ready and that's okay. So like, if you can avoid it, avoid it until you are ready to speak to them. But also remember, I think, you know, that I guess you've, you've noticed this as well. There's, there's an insecurity around bullies. You know, the reason they bully is because something is lacking or missing within them. And they try to push this and project a lot of stuff onto others. And it's not that they bad people in that sense, like, you know, there's, there's yeah. internally there's stuff going on. And we don't know that they might be in an abusive home. They might have a bad family life and they don't know how to deal with their trauma and they just spit all that out on somebody else. So I'm not saying like I'm condoning it or anything. It's just sometimes <laughs> we like when you can reason with it and say, oh, you know what? Maybe they've got things worse. I'll just ignore them and I can focus on me because I think coming back to you and saying, I'm going to focus on me, focus on my studies, focus on what I need to do and do what I need to do. But if it gets out of hand, like you said, report it. Because if you don't say something, it's not going to change as well. And it's being it's, it's that education piece that you talked about, which is so important. And, and I think that self-advocacy and the education piece ties in so nicely. So tell me about how you've got into this journey of 
being an advocate for deaf people, but also firstly self-advocacy and then how it led you to having a voice for others? Um, all started when I started university um, because university, it's a huge transition from high school. And um, so that was something that kind of woke me up a little bit because I remember I was in uh, a resource computer room for all people who have disabilities. And, and there's one, I think a staff member was in there and um, that person was completely deaf and I'm pretty sure he does sign language, but I didn't know that he actually had a hearing aid, but his hearing aid was dead. The battery was dead, that was the issue. And, um, and I asked him on my open shoulder to get his attention. And he just like, oh, I think he was just a little bit of signing a little bit. But I couldn't really understand, but I kind of figured out what he was trying to say because he was talking at the same time. So I read lips. And so I'm like, oh, okay, no problem. So I went to my bag and gave him my extra battery that I had in with me. And he's like, did you just give me an extra battery? And then I said, yes, why? He's like, you know what's stuck? And I'm like, what's stuck? And he's like, no one in the resource office don't even have an extra battery. They don't even have anything extra for someone who is either disabilities or blind or any other extra stuff. And, and I told him, you have a point. And then we had a little conversation about social media. And he said, there are no deaf advocates for Canada. And I was like, really? And he's like, there isn't any. And I said, oh no. And so I, I think having that conversation with him kind of made my mind differently. And I was like, oh my God, you know what? What if I become the first one? And so he said, you will do really good and you're gonna kill it. You have that personality of doing it. And I'm like, me? I'm like, no way, there's no way I can do that. And I was, I'm super shy on social media because social media is not my friend, it's a bully and all that stuff. And um, so with that being said, me being able to help someone and also to helping myself and actually educating myself about different levels of deaf community in terms of sign language and how do people react when, when they can't hear. So I was really cool. So I feel like with that alone, it kind of taught me and back to the conversation I had with them, showed me that, you know, there are people who I need that need a voice for the deaf community. And, um, and that's how I all started with the social media platform and I went crazy and I joined the app called Clubhouse. I even went on Clubhouse, spoke, and taught people how to be inclusive in the rooms uh, with my friend of mine, Rochelle. And um, yeah, and that's how, and I kept going, I kept going, interacting with a lot of people in Clubhouse, interacting with different deaf community across the world. And I'm, I am so many in so many organizations as well. Um, so yeah, that's how it all started. I think that's such an amazing story. It's like being able to, like in a moment, recognize the need for something. And this guy was so right. You are the perfect person to do something like this because you have the voice, you have the attitude, you have the personality and you have the heart for it, you know? And I think that's so that like, it comes across so easily with you as to how passionate you are about this, not just because of your own experience. It's just like, well, it's basic stuff. Like people should just know this stuff, right? And, exactly. and that's the thing. It's like, and, and people don't. And it's so important because the more we like keep on trans 
you know, transgressing into different areas and things like that. We, we don't know a lot of stuff and we still have so much to learn. And we, we need to look to others to teach us. The people that know stuff, we need to look to them and we need to constantly evolve and learn at the same time. Um, so I love that you've obviously been on Clubhouse and that's how we've connected. And the thing is, you know, like now with getting into the space of like, it's all coming alive, you're getting on social media and everything's, you know, before you blow up and become super famous, you're chatting to me, you know? <laughs> um, so it's like, what's your, what's your goals now? Like, what have you set out as your goals that you want to start to achieve? How have you been planning where this is going to go for you? Yeah, um, actually, I'm starting my YouTube channel, and I am writing a book, awesome. and yes, um, and I am starting my own mental health coaching business on top of that for people who have a disability, but also true, I'm open to people who are not disabled as well. Um, so that is the three projects I am working on right now. However, my future goal is to open an organization for the deaf community across the road who need help financing with their hearing aids, um, hearing aid batteries or technology for their hearing aids because they're super expensive and not everybody has been covered, right? For insurance, um, benefit and so on. So I wanna be able to have the organization finance open for them. That sounds amazing and so inspiring. Um, so it's absolutely phenomenal that you're doing this. And I love that you've got this, um, this trajectory of where you're going to go. And I have no doubt you're going to get there. Um, so coming back to the, the, the pointers that you pointed out were the challenges for you or the, or the areas of challenge. Um, so coming to the fact about dating and talking to hearing people. So tell me more about this and tell me what have been some crazy stories that have happened for you. <laughs> Dating, dating life. Oh my God. I get this question all the time. Everybody always asks, what is it like dating in the hearing world? Um, it's very educational because I'm always teaching every single one person I come across to because they never met a deaf person. And a lot of time, um, my biggest struggle, I would say, is when the person choose to go on a date in a restaurant when it's noisy. For me, I can't hear when it's super noisy. And oh my god, I remember one time I was on one date, and then it was, the restaurant was super noisy, it was super busy, and I couldn't hear the guy at all. So he thought I was just not listening, and then I and then I had to tell him straight up that I was deaf. I'm not very good at telling people right away off the bat that I am deaf before had I am now, but before back then I would never tell someone I was deaf. So I would always try to hide on the first date because I don't want to pay too much package on the table on the first date because that would be too much for the person. And so one day I told the person, and I'm like, I'm that by the way. He's like, wait, what? And I was like, yes. <laughs> he's like, but you can, but he's like, but you can speak so well, you can hear me, like. And then I had to show my hearing to prove that, like, I'm actually deaf. And so eventually we end up hooking the food out, had to take out. And then we went to the car and we just like talked there. And he's just like, why did you not tell me? And then I explained to him and I said, it's too much for a first date, right? I don't want you to overthink too much because that's what people do a lot of time when I tell them I'm deaf, they think too much. I'm like, oh my God, okay. If she can't hear me on this step, like, no, you know, I just don't want to overwhelm the person that, that's taking me on a date. So that's my number one difficulty is 
actually telling people that I'm deaf because I don't want them to worry too much about it. Um, the second thing is communication-wise, like talking. I noticed that a lot of times <laughs> um, when someone talks, um, they talk a little too fast. And I'm like, oh, okay, slow down, slow down. I mean, you know, and yeah. I'm a lip reader a lot of time too. So I have to face you face to face in order to read the conversation and read and see the full conversation in terms of reading the full sentence by you reading your lips. And um, so many times, a lot of people will face this way or this way. And I'm like, wait, 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 I need to see your face. I need to see your face. Yeah. That is something I struggle a lot of time. I like with dating in the hearing community. With, yeah. And um, I would say, and lastly, I would say a lot of time, even when I tell the person that I'm deaf, they tend to be too much a little bit. And they were like, oh, okay. So what else? And they, sometimes they ask like, not dumb question, but really unrelated question and um <laughs> but I don't blame them because we never been taught in school right and I remember I had a one conversation with my dad it was actually a very interesting conversation and his best friend's mom is actually deaf and he knew I think it was because I was wearing a ponytail and I think he saw my hair neck and he asked me so many questions and um he said you know it's interesting how like you have the confidence to even go into the hearing community and date someone that is hearing not even your own community. And I said, well, I mean, it's very rare to find a guy that is deaf because a lot of deaf me are not out there like I am in the hearing community. And he said, that is so true, I wonder why. And I said, the reason because they're so nervous, they're scared, they're, you know, and also true because the anxiety with that, come with that, right? Mm -hmm. And not being able to be yourself, right? It's super hard to be yourself in the hearing community. And because again, we were bullied again when we are young, so now they're thinking, if the bully was a hand person, how would it be like when they get into the hand world when they get older? So that was the problem. And so that is definitely, those are my three struggles when I date someone in the hand world. That's, um, you know, it's going to lead me to my next question was like, you know, for the hearing community and you know, like when we booked our podcast, I asked you, is there anything I need to do on my end to make sure that this is, you know, going to work and things like that? And you're like, no, no, I've got everything covered. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, so <laughs> it's it's like for, for those that are in the hearing community that are listening, I know you talked about, you know, if you are speaking to someone who's hard of hearing or deaf is to be in spaces that don't have a lot of noise and background noise so that you can actually communicate. It's about looking someone face to face so that they can actually listen to you and read your lips so they can make the conversation work. Um, what are the other tips, you know, I guess for the hearing people is to not be to not be dumb about things, I think, <laughs> as well. And, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I think sometimes it is that case like people are trying so hard to make you more comfortable and they like overdo it. So it's just like just be normal and just ask questions, but be normal about it. And I think, you know, when people do ask questions, I appreciate that because I think people want to learn and they're curious. So that's an amazing thing. Um, so it's asking those questions in a way, I think, that doesn't make it seem like you've never come across or heard of be people being deaf, I think, you know. Um, yeah. And yeah, so what are the other things from your perspective that the hearing community should really be more aware of? I would say due to COVID and uh, because of the max. And yes. um, I just want people to be aware that there are a lot of people who rely on communication, especially lips. And because unfortunately, Max lower our voices and the sound of it. So I really want people to be mindful of that. 
Uh, second thing, if you come across someone that couldn't hear you well, um, just write it down on a piece of paper. Always bring pen and paper with you, even like a notepad with you, just, and write it down so that the people can hear you. A lot of times, especially myself. Um, and um, just be really mindful um, when you be around people who are deaf as well. Do not be afraid to ask questions, just like you mentioned. You know, don't be afraid to ask questions, but just make sure you be careful with the wording of how you ask the question. That is very, very, very important. Because if you do not be careful how you word it, the results will be really negative for a deaf person and for you too. You may be thinking like, oh my God, what did I do wrong, right? So just be really mindful and be careful how you word it. And um, another second thing is the hearing community, be careful how you um, provide your content on instant in social media. Not just Instagram, but also any other social media platform. Be careful of how you're wording things. Uh, always use a caption. Please do not summarize your, um, what you're saying in a book. I know that a lot of people have been doing that, and I'm always telling people, do not do that because we will not watch your content. You will lose the disability content. It's always important to expand and meet other resources and even other, other disability because that's super important to reach more content. And um, what else can I say? I think that's it. I think that's it. Well, I'm just like, phew, thank God we've got our content with all the subtitles on it and we've not summarized, you know, um, because I, I also think like you should make it as easy as possible, not just for deaf people, but for everyone. Um, and I think like having that conscientiousness, like in knowing that there's different communities on social media, um, you know, because there's colorblind individuals, there's all these different things that's starting to take all of that into consideration and not, not putting yourself in this like oh yeah the world is everyone's the same as me and we all have the same abilities it's recognizing that people have different abilities and they need things differently so just tailor tailor that a little bit more um so yeah it's been so amazing chatting to you i'm so excited to see where you're going next and to watch you develop this complete brand for being this advocate for deaf uh, for the deaf people of the world and you know, it's it's amazing that you've already connected with so many people on Clubhouse. And I feel like, you know, you're going to connect with more people and you're building your own tribe, which is phenomenal. Um, so I want to thank you for being here today, for bringing so much joy and energy into this interview as well and sharing it with the world. Um, and I look forward to seeing more of you um, in Clubhouse and everywhere else. Thank you so much for having me today. You are very welcome.